Kia ora, everyone. Thanks for coming along to another um, episode on this fantastic podcast, a bit biased there. Um, and as usual, we have Tane with me, who's going to be um, talking about his journey so far. So Tane, as we always start with our podcast, um, tell me what is the last bit of knowledge you put into your basket since our last podcast? I think just reflecting on what we talked about in the last podcast, that people are also going through mental challenges at the moment. I think a lot of the time we look at ourselves and think that we're the only ones struggling, but being able to listen to other people and understand that they're going through certain struggles themselves and just understanding that, you know, we're all in a similar boat at the end of the day. Awesome. Yeah, that, that's pretty profound. I think that was pretty um, apparent in the last session that we had. It's not just about physical well-being, but, you know, the mental, mental well-being is pretty important and that you've got to think about others, not just, um, hey, what are they up to? But actually, there's another story behind everyone's actions. That's awesome. Cool. So today, everyone, we have another awesome guest on our podcast. And and guess what? We're actually shifting away from Otago. What? Mm-hmm. crazy, right? Um, we thought we'd actually spread our wings. And this is what we hope to do with our podcast, spread our wings and talk to people from all across the country and different um, situations. And today, we're going to start off with a fantastic young person her name is Dania, and Dania, just introduce yourself and tell us where you're calling in from uh, and a bit about yourself, what you're studying, and then we'll get into it. Um, yeah, hi, my name's Dania. I am calling in from New Plymouth for lockdown, but I go to the University of Auckland, and I'm studying a first-year health science. Awesome, cool. So the reason why we thought we'd get Dania on today was because um, we're in lockdown, and actually, it's if we think about it, we're in the South Island, myself and Tane, and we're all good here. And Dania's in the North Island, and she was actually at the hotspot where things started to to break out. So, Dania, we wanted to ask you, what do you, what do you think? So, Tuesday, 6 p.m. or so, the Prime Minister goes on and goes, hey, we're in lockdown. You're in Auckland. What are your thoughts? Yeah, um, a bit before, mum had sent me a text saying, oh, there's COVID in the community in Auckland. And we go, oh, like we're in for it again (laughs) here we go so we turn on the tv in our common room and we all knew what to expect we all kind of had a sense that we were going into lockdown it was just going to be a matter of what level and how long yeah awesome so when when you so there's two things that you knew was coming and then when it actually came how did you react and how what what were you thinking yeah it was where do we go from here like Is it going to be worth staying in Auckland? Do we go home? Have we maybe been in contact with any of the cases? How's this going to spread? How long is this going to last? What's this going to mean for us? There was a lot of questioning going on, just a bit of uncertainty of what was going to happen. Yeah, awesome. And you decided to go home. Tell us, tell us why you decided to go home. What is your what is your prompt there? My original plan was to spend lockdown in Auckland with just a floor bubble. And then on day two of lockdown, I get woken up to a phone call from my parents that was like, hey, Dania, there's like six new cases just overnight. And there was cases popping up at like AUT and a bunch of random places that are quite close to where I was. And so I made the decision to come home just in case it would get extended and stuff. Almost all of my floor went home. I think out of my floor right now that has, originally 40 people in it there's about four or five people left and so it just became a thing that we did yeah 
Awesome. So, you know, when you when you were sitting with your floor in the common room on the Tuesday evening, listening to the announcement, what is the reaction? What is the instant reaction when people are like, oh, damn, again, people upset, people angry, or what is the reaction? It was so funny. We're just sitting there. Everyone's dead quiet. And then yeah. Jacinda says that we're going into lockdown at 11.59 p.m. And you can almost hear the sort of, silent tension between everyone like it was still very quiet but people were internally processing it and reacting in a way that you could just like watch and everyone was shocked and like in disbelief but also expecting it after they'd heard about the case yeah crazy and now given we're in whatever day seven or day eight of lockdown um and you hear that the University of Auckland has a few sites now given that you're sitting there how does that make you feel and what is that what is the flow and effect for you yeah, it became a bit of a thing because we had our hall ball because I'm in Waipuru Hall and we had our oh, ball yeah. on the 14th and then it became, oh, there's a person with COVID in your ball and there was a person with COVID who like was in the dining hall with you guys and lived with you guys. And yeah. so that's when it got a frame shift from being something that was still a bit distanced, even though it was centred in Auckland to hitting yes. very close to home and us getting texts saying that we're close contacts and getting like calls from the public health unit and well-being checks every morning and COVID tests. And it just happened really, really fast in that sense. Oh, crazy. So let's talk about, so this is, this is quite awesome and quite interesting for us, for our listeners as well. Given that you were in Auckland and now you're a close contact, how does that make you feel? What are your emotions? I mean, you know. Is it just, hey, this has got to be done? Or were you like, oh, damn. I yeah, we were really stressed when yeah. we first, like, I won't lie. We were very scared when we heard about that because it became real just then. Yeah. Like, before it was like, oh, COVID's in the community. We won't get it. It's fine. But then it became very real. Like, oh, we could get it. Like, that could happen. We could have an outbreak just centered around us. We could end up with COVID. And that's just... Coming to terms with that took a couple of days to really realize and let it sink in. Yeah, totally. And now, and here's another crazy question to ask you. So let's just, you know, internally you go, oh, I might have COVID and now I've gone home. How does that make you, what, did you go through that process as well? I was absolutely freaked out about that. Like yeah. I didn't want to be the reason that COVID became a thing in New Plymouth. Yeah, totally. And broke out in New Plymouth and I can just feel for the case that's in Wellington that like took it from Auckland back to Wellington, what they must have been dealing with to realize I have COVID and I've brought it to my family and stuff because that was honestly scarier than actually getting it was taking it back to people. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's what we need to realize that, Hey, COVID is around us, but about the, the people that actually might be transmitting yeah. it to. Yeah. And even if they don't know, you know, at the moment, there's thousands of contacts out there. And, exactly. You know, you'll be going through the same thing as you're going through. Oh, man, if only, you know. Um, and that's pretty awesome. I mean, it's pretty brave of you to go home in knowing this and actually just go <laughs> home. And how, how, did you, how did your parents react now or your family in your bubble? They, um, well, both my parents are essential workers. They both work at the hospital and they yes. both deal with, like, people who could be vulnerable to it either with like pre-existing conditions or just age and stuff and so they were erring on the side of caution as well and so I've just been wearing a mask around the house and they've been self-isolating too 
They yeah. did want me to come home though. Like when they heard about it, they're like, it might be safer for you at home instead of COVID central, as they called it. Yeah, totally. Yep. And what about the, um, what about, so let's talk. So when we started this conversation, we spoke about mental health and mental well-being. What is your mental thought process and how are you going at the moment with this scenario, I guess, unfolding, you know, yeah. and I, I'm guessing you're getting tested every, every few days. So yeah. you physically and mentally as well. Yeah. Um, Whenever you get tested, there's a bit of a what if happening. And there's some thoughts where like, oh, like, what if this comes back positive? And even though it's quite unlikely, it's still there in the back of your mind. And so I've just really been making an effort to check in on my friends who are also in the same situation as me. Make sure they're okay as well, because this can take a big toll on your mental well-being, as you said. Yeah. And... um. I guess the other question I have for you is your your your, your friends and your peers that are that are around the country. So how are they coping? How are they going with this situation? I think they're a lot the same as me, where they're just sort of still in disbelief about it all. Yeah, it hasn't really sunk in because a lot of us haven't had our day five tests come back yet. Yeah, and so we've still got that uncertainty in it. Um, especially for my friends who home for them is in Auckland, they've. Yeah haven't been able to escape the situation as much as we have yeah. and just like yeah. get on a plane and get out they're still in the midst of it and in the thick of the whole thing and so yeah. that has been a bit challenging yeah and i guess in the midst of this as well you have to study what happens there have you, have you, have you, have you which is pretty competitive you know that alone causes some stress so how have you dealt with that then, you know, because that's stress upon stress. And how has the university helped with that? You put it in a really good way as going study. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Um, the university is doing its absolute best. And, yeah. like, I couldn't ask for more. They've pushed back assignments to have a one-week extension on all the coursework and assignments. I have a test on Friday that was meant to be closed book and invigilated, but now it's going to be open book and online so hopefully that should ease a bit of the stresses around it and yeah it's just finding the motivation to do a lot of stuff yeah can be a bit of a challenge sometimes but it is what it is you still got to keep on top of it like you said it's a competitive course and you still want to do really well totally totally and um a reflection for you year 13 new Plymouth girls all good lockdown happens things change for you. First year university, lockdown happens, things change for you. What are the big differences between the two for you? Are there any, any stark differences for you? Absolutely. Um, I think the first part of it is school. We had the four-week lockdown from the get-go. Yeah. Like We knew straight away that it was going to be a four-week lockdown. And so that kind of changed the way we did a lot of things. We hadn't done online school before either. And so we had a learning curve around that, and that's when they managed to bring the school holidays forward. But um, this time around, it started off as three days, and then it's a week, and now it's, I think, 10 days. And I think we're all expecting it just to get extended a bit more until we fully get a grasp on the whole thing. And so it's been a bit, I guess the uni almost thought was a bit optimistic about it. And so it was like, okay, we might go back, so let's – not completely push everything over just yet until we get a bit more certainty around it. Also, uni is a lot more than school. That's something not a lot of people <laughs> tell you. But um, 
yeah, there's a lot more to do and a lot more to get done. And it's a lot more self-motivated as well. Like school, your teachers keep on top of you, but here no one's watching out for you in that way. You have to do it all for yourself. Yeah. And Tana, what about yourself? You know, you're in second year um, versus the first year last year. What are the big differences for you? And also Tana is from New Plymouth as well. So I've got two Taranaki people here. Perfect. They seem to be the most most valuable around. What are your thoughts, Tana? Um, I think second year, as you say, it's been a lot easier. Um, probably from my perspective, it's been a lot easier because I'm used to the workload. I'm used to doing what I'm doing. And so I have a routine. I have a schedule. I know kind of what I'm doing roughly. Um, but one thing I wanted to ask you is, do you think that going um, and talking about lockdown being three days, do you think they should have you know, started off longer or do you think it should have, you know, because obviously at one end you kind of want to give that hope that you know lockdown isn't going to be long so people feel safe and people feel comfortable but at the same time do you think if it was one week or two weeks people would be more stressed out i think that if they said one or two weeks from the get-go people would have freaked out especially people who weren't in auckland or the coromandel at the time which were the original two one-week places i believe they the people in like new plymouth and especially in the south island where you guys are would have been like why like we're not going to sort of follow this along this seems a bit excessive at least especially when they've been able to put up the map of where all the contacts have been and you can visualize it that's really made a difference on why extending it would have been a good idea and why it was okay to have that three-day window to figure things out at the start no well but i think that that's an important thing to raise that hey you know for us in the south island go why 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 but when we saw the map yesterday you go, actually, wait a minute, people have traveled because, you know, this is what happens. We've got to get home. Like yourself, you've got to get home. And that's yeah. important. So, yeah, I think I think you're right there. Um, here's a question for you. Um, a little bit different now. So, you're doing health, you're doing health sciences. How's, yeah. how's that going? So, you know, um, let's let's take away cover for a few for a few seconds here, a few minutes. Yeah. Um, to the listeners out there, health side first year, you know, at Auckland, how's that going for you? You know, if they were going, oh, I want to go to Auckland, health side first in my gym, what would you say to them? Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's such a rewarding course. But um, the way Auckland does it is semester one has three of your four core papers. And so that seems to hit you like a brick, especially when you're just getting used to uni life and stuff. But if you can just sort of hit the ground running and keep on top of everything, make sure you have time for both school life and you life that will really help you a lot and then just put everything like put your 128 percent effort into the whole thing and you'll love it and if you don't that's fine like you can change no problem if you do it's the most rewarding course awesome and here's a controversial question i'm going to ask you because it's got to be asked you had a choice yes between coming down south and going up north and you obviously did your homework because i got to know you really well what made you choose Auckland? And there's no right or wrong answer here. Like, what is what is your what is your decision making process? Because, like you, there's lots of people out there sitting here listening, going, "Why Auckland? Why Otago?" And what is your your shift for you? Obviously, no no way better than the other. But what is your what is your thinking process? Yeah, hardest decision I've made in my life. Yeah. Up until now, um, for me, it was just all the stars aligned for Auckland to be a better choice for me. 
Um, It's such a personal decision that, like you said, there's no right or wrong answer. For me personally, it was that um, I had family up in Auckland and so that made quite a difference into it. It's easier to get home and go back in situations like this. I believe if I was in Dunedin, I wouldn't have come home, I don't think. And that's great. But um, just for me, I think it would have been better. Just a lot of personal factors that went into it, like especially because I would like to go into med in the future. And um, Auckland is currently affiliated with Taranaki-based hospital. And so I've been able to just talk to a bunch of people about it and get a bit more of an insight into Auckland. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a personal decision, though, that there is no right way to go about it. And that's awesome. And for our listeners out there, I can I can assure you that Danya and I have had lots of conversations about about where and why to go where. Yeah. And you know, and the fact is, like you said, it's a personal choice. There's no better or worse place. There's no easier or harder place. It is just a place that you choose, and you just got to be happy with that choice there. Exactly. And no one's going to hate you for going to a different place. And if they do that, that's a loss. Yeah, thank you. You know, that's very important because I think our listeners got to realize that it doesn't matter where you go. You go to a place and you just you just accept it. Like you said, you've enjoyed the course, you've made your friends, you know, life carries on. There's you know, it doesn't you don't go, Oh damn, I should have. Yeah. I hope you don't. And what I um, realize you're gonna love wherever you go as awesome. well. Yeah. Fantastic. Can I cool. just add on to that? Um so Dania, when you were making your decision, did your friends have much of an impact on it? Because so personally for me, a lot of my friends went to Auckland. And so, you know, it was a hard decision for me to come down here to Otago when I knew all my class friends and all my classmates and stuff like that were going to Auckland. So did your friends from high school impact your choice in any way? Almost. Like, so close to that. Two of my best friends went to um, Otago. And so I was like, oh, I was going to be in the same hall as one of them. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, this could be so much fun. And then one of my really close friends went to Auckland and that's when I was like, okay, Dania, you need to make this decision for you. You can't make this decision for anyone else as hard as that is. And as much as you love those people, it's your life at the end of the day. That's right. That's, that's awesome. That's, that's fantastic. Um, here's a question for you. So now um, you're back at home, which is awesome. You're with your family, which is awesome. In your bubble, which is even more awesome. Do you feel like you're missing out at the hall? That you're at or how is the hall engaged with you or what, what's happening in that space there me personally honestly i don't feel like i'm missing out on much at all because like i said before pretty much my whole floor's gone home yeah and like we have our group chats and everyone's just documenting from home and stuff yep. and so it's not like i'm missing out on too much um yep. but the hall's been great they've been doing nightly kahoot quizzes and just a bunch of well-being checks and stuff like zumba and yoga and just stuff you can do from home in your bubble but still feeling engaged a part of the whole community yeah which is awesome and that's that's yeah. pretty important because you want so to which is which is fantastic here's a here's a question for you now you live, you're at home for a little bit and it's all good for now you know this is day seven or day eight we're going to go to Auckland until next week tuesday for longer if it starts getting longer longer and longer as it might how do you think that's going to affect you and also with your study for health sciences? You know, um, firstly, I mean, we can't, obviously it's a preempting question here. What do you think you're going to go? As in, as in, you know, let's just say Jacinda goes, hey, um, we're going to go for an extended 
three-week lockdown in Auckland and you can't go back to Auckland for the next three weeks. Yeah. And given that you're doing health that first year and you have labs and all this other cool, crazy, cool, fun stuff here. Um, how do you think that's going to affect you once you know that, hey, if, if we're going to extend lockdown, given that your courses are competitive and given that you're not in an environment where you can where you have your peers around you all the time? Yeah. Honestly, that's the most stressful part of doing being at home is just having to do classes from home and stuff. It's so self-motivated. Also, it's not the same as turning up to a lecture and having a lecture right there in front of you as watching a recording of it. So there's that. About labs, we're doing online labs, which is interesting. It doesn't have the same hands-on approach yeah. as an in-person lab would. And so my next lab is a sheep heart dissection and I'm so close to just going to pack and save getting a sheep heart and being able to follow along from home just so yeah. I can get that sort of learning experience from it and yeah we're going into mid-semester break so I'm hoping that'll ease off a bit and just yeah. allow us some time to study but we're also going into midterms and exams yeah which could could well be impacted by the lockdown there's no sort yeah. of way of saying it definitely won't be yeah and so it's Always on your mind that, um, you know, this might be a bit harder and a bit more challenging. And hopefully the uni will make a bit of provisions in terms of making the test a bit easier, if we can keep our fingers crossed for that. Um, yeah, and it, like you said, it's a competitive course. And half the time it's great being in a hall because there's people around you doing the same thing, that you can motivate each other and work with each other. It's a bit harder to do that from home. So you really have to keep yourself going with it yeah totally exactly and that's, and that's that, that, those are real facts right those are real real facts and i guess that's also true it's harder with lockdown but also in real life you've also got to motivate yourself at university you know that's it's easier when you have other people around you yeah and how are you looking after yourself tanya what's your what's your go-to now because you're obviously a close contact you know like myself and tana we can go for a walk if we want to we can do all these cool things here but for yourself you know given that you are a close contact how do you look after yourself I've really tapped into just like trying things that I haven't tried before. So I've been like painting and doing yoga and home workouts and finding some Chloe Ting videos and following along with them and um, just a bunch of random stuff that I never get the time to do, which is really cool because I'm getting to find new things that I like as well. Awesome. Really cool because you know with health side first year it's go 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 yeah there's no it's exactly. just go, go, go. yeah and that was me all through like high school as well I never got a chance to really step back apart from the lockdowns and try stuff and find what I enjoy doing outside of my go 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 life yeah which is which I guess there's got to be some positives right yeah got to find some positives yeah which is great um yeah we've been we've been chatting for about 25 minutes which is what wow. is cool. Mm-hmm. So here's a here's a question for you. You know, to a year thirteen listening out there, and uh, what advice would you give them with thinking about where they are at this stage? So think about yourself at this stage last year. You have to think about accommodation. You have to think about applying to places, and you're getting maybe just out or not. But you came and asked lots of questions. You know, the, the one thing that I have to acknowledge is Danya was not afraid to ask me questions, and which is great. And you know, I'd like you to think about year 13 and what would, what advice would you give people listening out there? Yeah, my biggest piece of advice would have to be just don't let yourself get overwhelmed. Think of everything in a sequence and don't let yourself get too caught up in a bunch of random applications because it will just fall into place. 
like there's no need to stress about it more than you actually should be worried about it which isn't much to be honest it's yeah and don't let everything happen at once take it through step by step so start with your hall applications get that done get out of the way and then move on to your scholarship applications get that done and move on to applying for your courses and that don't try to do everything at once because that's just going to overwhelm you and make you think this is a lot more of a complicated situation than it actually is and then just go with your gut yeah totally and Tony, you had the, the same scenario right you were in year 13 you had the same scenario you're like what do i do and like you said before i think in previous podcasts that um you had a choice you could go in where you wanted to and um how did you how did you go through that as well i, think the, same, I think the same thing just going step through step by step making the process a lot easier but also looking at other options you know you don't have to come to an agreement right now on what university you're going to do or what course you're studying. You know, you've got plenty of time to figure that all out. And as Dania said, you know, everything will fall into place. It's not, you know, it's not something that has to happen right now. You've still got, you know, six months until if you do decide to go to tertiary education, you know, you've got six months until you're actually going to be there. So don't think you have to have it all sorted now because nobody does. Yeah. And, and here's a question for you. I think you've asked, asked before, Tanya, but again, I want to ask you the question, is tell me about whānau and family. What what influence do they have? Because, again, you both are from Taranaki. You have to leave. There's, if you want to study tertiary, you have to leave. Unless you go to um, the local polytech, you have to leave. And how does that influence the two of you, I guess? I think leaving is definitely hard, um, especially for me who I haven't been overseas. I haven't had, had those opportunities. And so leaving was such a big jump for me, such a big leap. But... I had to understand that, you know, this was an amazing opportunity and I was willing to seize it. And as I've said previously, you know, your family's always going to be there to support you. We have video chat. We can talk to our families. We can get that reassurance without being there. And so there's a lot more accessibility now around how you can get support and the support at the university, right? You don't come down here with no support. You're going to make friends. You're going to have support systems that the university provides. So just understanding that wherever you are, you're always going to be supported by someone. Awesome. What about you, Dania? Yeah, you couldn't have said it better, honestly. Um, you've always got people looking out for you, and it's so easy to forget that in such a big environment. But there's always someone there who can help you and who you can go to if you need some support. And, yeah, your family's always going to be there. Awesome. Well done. Well done. Let's quote that. And I guess, I guess I bring that up because some of our listeners out there might be in regions where they have to leave. You know, you might have someone from, the, from Northland, from the East Cape, from the West Coast, and they have to leave. And sometimes they're the first in families to leave. So it's, 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 it's a tough one. And I guess both of you have both said, hey, you can, you can always come back home. You can, you've, all, you've both come back home, right? Tony, you went back home for your lockdown last year. Done you back at home now for your lockdown. So it's not like, hey, see you later. So parents, they're not going to disappear. They will come back um, at some point. Hopefully not for lockdowns. Hopefully for fun. <laughs> cool. Um, so we nearly got into 30 minutes, which is amazing. Um, any last words, Danya and Tanya? We'll, we'll start with Danya. Any last words for our listeners or just about you, what, you know, your journey that you're going through at the moment? Because it's quite unique. You know, if someone said to you one year ago, you'd be going through this journey, what would you have said to them? Like, hey, Danya, you might, you might be a COVID close contact. You know, I would laugh in their face. (laughs) I would have told them absolutely not. Um, But yeah, like everything's an opportunity is what I've learned mostly. 
and there's an opportunity to find in everything and you can learn from pretty much everything that happens in your life whether it's a good thing or bad thing you can take something from it and so just really grasping onto that is probably how I'd sign off today brilliant awesome cheers and tiny what about yourself yeah I think just adding on to that you know taking those opportunities because you know me and Dania we're not from a big city where there's a lot of opportunities and stuff like that so realizing that yeah there's a lot of opportunities out there and it's up to you whether you take them or not but as I've said before, you know, it's better to say yes now, give it a go. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. But you don't want to look back and think you missed an opportunity. Yeah, awesome. What a, what a great saying there. What a great way to end. You know, opportunities are all around you. It's up to you whether you take them or leave them. And then you end up, um, you know, always going, yes, I think you always learn. You never not learn from opportunity. Um, thank you, Danya, for being on with us today. You've been fantastic. And, um, Thanks for having me. No worries. And, you know, all the best over the next few days. Let us know how you go. Uh, we'll be crossing our fingers and our eyes and everything for you for <laughs> the day five test and for you to get into med school next year because uh, I think it'll be awesome. Um, so, as always, we're going to end off with uh, a message that don't forget over the next few days to keep on filling your baskets of knowledge, whatever that knowledge is. Thank you, everyone, and we'll hear from you next time. Au revoir. <laughs>